eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. No days off. No days off. No days off. No days off. This is the Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest ball. <laughs> with Andy Hart. All right. Good to be with you. All right. This yeah, microphone great. put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> and Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal. 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 Oh, Mr. On Off day podcast. Panthers week, or should I say, Stefan Gilmore week Ooh. here in New England. Uh, let's get her into Stefan Gilmore. He had a uh, conference call with New England reporters, national reporters, kind of turned into a bigger thing than I think he anticipated, but he spoke on Wednesday and had some interesting comments when he said that the Patriots didn't handle his injury situation the way he wanted, but then didn't elaborate on it. And I know you have some issues um, with that and how that was presented. Not going to say that we're a low budget production, but if we had an actual producer and editing, here's where, what's that 80 song? Like dropped a bomb on you, baby. I would insert that here. And now we can talk about Stefan Gilmore because I think he dropped a little bit of a bomb. I, like to me saying he didn't like how they handled his injury. Now I'm, and I'm paraphrasing to some degree here. Now I'm in Carolina where I can do what I need to do to get on the field. So what does that mean? And of course he said, well, I don't want to get into details. Well, then don't bring it up. Uh, it, it really annoyed me because I do think it called into question the handling of a medical issue. Like, did they not allow him to rehab? Did they not let him get a second opinion. Yeah, there are so many things that could have been. Like, like, and I would take offense if, first of all, Bill gets defensive when it comes to injuries. He has said endlessly over the years, there's nothing that I that matters more to me than the health of my players. Yep. Uh, like, I know, even back in my days at PFW, if you wrote something that insinuated, like, he mishandled the health of his player, didn't care, he was pissed. Like, he – now, you can – whether that's honest or not, whatever. But he cares a lot about the idea that people may think he doesn't care or mismanage the health of his players. And that's what Gilmore... But then I go down to other people, like Jim Whalen. I think Jim Whalen's a good trainer. Yep. Is he pointing a finger at Jim Whalen or a team doctor? Or, you know, this gets back into 
the old days when like Gronk and his family would see things differently than the Patriots uh-huh. and doc, those doc. I don't know. And then for him to just not be willing, it was about money. It's always been about money and you're muddying the water. Now the health is tied to the money because yep. you're old. So you have a black mark against you and you're coming off an injury. So you have a second black mark against you. Um, I was on mud at night last night and he kind of did Mutt's good at one thing because he has to be at night is like creating the polarity of a discussion. Like you're either on the Patriot side or Gilmore side. You're either on this side, that's whatever. I'm on the Patriot side. I'm sorry, Stefan. You're a banged up aging corner and they didn't want to hand you the contract. You unless, unless they, you know, really did something fishy with the medicals and the rehab and like, you know, which I don't think is the case. Can we have a quick side note on that? Sure. Learn, learn something today in that regard, uh, in relation to the uh, Jack Eichel trade. Yep. Did you know the NF, uh, the N- NHLPA negotiated that teams have the final say on all medical decisions? No, I did not. That's interesting. If he has a neck injury. Yep. He wants a disc replacement in his neck, and the team wants him to just get like a fused neck. And they're at all, and that's part of why he's being traded. And the idea was he was looking for a team that would allow him to get the procedure. He like my body, and you get final say. Like whole people say the NHL, the NFL has a bad union. Yeah, gave my body away. The whoever negotiated that deal is probably uh, not not in favors of the players. Do I want Mister and Mister Pagula deciding whether I can? Like I want Jeremy Jacobs deciding whether I have surgery or not. And he's probably looking at, well, what's this one going to cost? And what's this one? Like, right. Unbelievable to me. Okay. Back to this. You're right. Unless there is a glaring obvious, and by the way, can be proven, right? Not just you think something. I believe in this rehab, but they said no, especially in this day and age of alternative options like Aaron Rodgers and research. Well, I looked it up on WebMD and it said Jim Whalen should not be doing this in May when I had surgery, like get the bleep out of here. So unless there's something like that, which I don't think there is, this is just Gilmore confusing the situation. He wanted a contract. They didn't want to give him a contract. They weren't sure. I won't even say they didn't want to give him a contract. I was just going to say, I think they would have given him a contract if if they saw him on the field for whatever, six games, and he was looking like the all pro that he was two years ago. Right, maybe. And I don't know whether they would or wouldn't have, but certainly sight unseen, I just don't know why he thinks that's, I don't know. I think it just got personal to him somehow. That's what it feels like. Well, I think he he was looking at Stefan Gilmore's business and the Patriots were looking at the New England Patriots yeah. business. And when it comes to a business decision, the Patriots were in the right for wanting to see something on the field before giving a contract or a bump in pay to a 31 year old. But he's putting it all on them. He, you know, he even said they made a business decision. Right. So did you. So did you. Of course he did. He's the one asking for more money. That's a business decision. It's, it's, it's literally a business decision. Like, I, so I don't, I, that's why I think it got personal and he's like, he's blinded to the situation. Like he's not seeing it factual and actual and like the way it, it is. Um, the one thing I did say to you and I said to Mutt last night, we talked, you and I talked a little bit about this feels like there's going to be a retort. Now there's a couple options. Bill can say something in his Friday morning uh, Zoom because he'll be asked about it. Um, Or there could be the Adam Schefter Sunday morning ESPN retort about how the Patriots handled the rehab or how they handled the injury and their blah, blah, blah. Like, 
I don't think they will call Stefan Gilmore a liar or like mm-hmm. go all in, but I think they'll push back with their side of the story. Depends where they go with it. Depends on how strongly they, they feel about what he said. Like if they're really pissed, I think they wait till Sunday morning and have Schefter say it on NFL countdown and everybody writes about it. And that's the big topic of the day. If they're just like, yeah, we want to get our side out. Then maybe Bill just says it on well, Friday. I think it'll be both. I think tomorrow you will get some form of Bill saying nothing is more important to me than the health of my players. I've believed that for blah, blah, blah. Like some vague answer that defends them a little bit. Yep. And then there'll be more detail or, you know, an angle with Schefter on Sunday morning. Um, but it, and I, we should probably just talk about real quick. Cause I know there was a lot of um, questions about like, why this even happened? Why is Stefan Gilmore talking? Why is he talking to Patriots reporters on a conference call? Um, first of all, in the old days, this would have happened. The old days, the opposing quarterback or requested star player of some sort did conference calls that, yep. you know, three, four years ago, yep. that's kind of gone by the wayside. Um, but he was requested by local reporters, by people in the end. And, and I think from the Panthers perspective, one request, two, oh, three requests. Well, and I just realized it'd be better to do a conference call. Right. Um, so I just wanted to kind of paint that picture. If you're like, this is weird. Why are we hearing from Gilmore? That's why. Cause people ask. Now I will say he could have said, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm focused on a game this week. I don't need to talk to, I think Karen Garigian of the Herald was one of the requests. Like he also could have just talked to Karen. He could have chosen cause it would have been aggregated. He could have said the same things. She yep. would have asked the same questions. He would have said the same things and we still would have gotten to the same point, but yep. I just wanted to sort of throw that out there, how it came to be. Yep. I didn't have a problem with him talking either. Like I like I don't blame him for wanting to talk. I actually appreciate it as a reporter yep. and for yep. our jobs. Yep. I just didn't, didn't like the way that he kind of threw it, like you said, threw the bomb out there, but then kind of like threw it and then backed away. He was like, I, I didn't mean it like that in a way. Like didn't really want to defend it. Yeah. And I just I hate and that well, idea. Cl- clearly he wanted to get that out there because that was in the first oh, yeah. answer that oh, wasn't that wasn't really directly about that. And he it wasn't. And then he, if you go back and like, look at the detail that, and then he came back around in sort of like, he closed that first answer in a more like professional way. Like he dropped a bomb and then, and then was like, okay, pulling up, pulling up. Right. I'm going to say, you know, I appreciate the coaches and my time there. Kind of, there was something like that. He did also clearly um, differentiate Bill Belichick, the coach. Oh yeah. And Bill Belichick when Bill came up. It was always the coach, the coach, right. the coach, not the business guy. He also tried to muddy the water in terms of, you know, because remember when Bill said, like, we decided to best interest for both parties, go yeah. our separate way, something like that. And when Stefan was asked about, you know, did, did you think you might be traded? He said no until Bill called me and told like, so you didn't decide to go. Your, you decided to go your separate ways when Bill said um, you're going to the Panthers. Right. Like that right. day. Right. So I also thought it was interesting that like, I guess based on that, he had no say where he went. Like th- this is probably like one of the top teams Gilmore would want him to go to. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Do you, do you think that Bill was looking out for Steph? Do you think that Panthers six round pick was the best offer they got? Um, It certainly looks like he's looking out for Steph. Right. And that would fall in line with the way I think he handled the whole thing. The mini camp. uh, Well, he had some weather issues. I'm not sure who's here. I don't take attendance at meetings. Like he kind of made excuses or, or 
and never, never, obviously, never referring to the contract as being an issue. Right. It's always the injury, right. and he's working hard. I see him around here. Yeah, yeah. Like he never said a bad word about Steph, and if anything, was over the top um, protective. I think of him and the and the issues. So, with that in mind, and where he ended up, I think you could read the tea leaves and say he he put him in a good spot. Or <laughs> my guess is he didn't have a ton of options. My guess is at the end of the day, the week, the report that they were going to release them just to get offers. Right. So my guess is a banged up 31 year old corner wasn't going to get him much. And some people just had no interest at all. Didn't maybe didn't want to pay him even the second half of his season salary or anything like that. So my guess is maybe there were like three options and he was like, well, they're all similar. Let's give do him a a solid, send him to Carolina. And then again, the game and him and the, and, the Sunday, Matt Rule said today or Thursday on a conference call with Patriots reporters that he's only expecting to play the same role as last week, which is just third down, 20 snaps, because he's still working his way back from the injury. Did you buy that? Um, that he's only going to play that? Yeah. I mean, because it's – He's lying he, the past, though, Rule has. He's, he's the one that said McCaffrey had a 50-50 chance of playing, and then got placed on IR two days later. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he's he had a he has a history this year of not being forthcoming with the media. Yeah, but there's a difference between not being forthcoming and being um, intentionally misleading or lying. Yeah, or so, like, so but saying he's li- he so he's a right. notorious liar. He lied about McCaffrey. Now he's lying about Gilmore. Could be because to me, I, I, I just I can't see Stephon Gilmore. Number one, he, he's been on the field for three weeks now. He can play more than twenty snaps. Well, and facing and he, his former team, like he probably wants to play. See, my question would be, and I was driving yesterday to the station listening to the, the conference call. I was on it, so I didn't want to have any technical issues and have an embarrassing question or like not be able to, whatever. But he never really got asked, is he 100%? Like, are you 100% now? And my guess is he isn't yet. Because like this whole vagaries of, all the way back when crap sheet said he could have gone on IR and played three weeks into the season. And right. Um, so he wasted a week in Carolina, right? Yep. Cause he, he now, could have, yeah, he could have been activated a week before he actually was. And now he's limited one week. If you take them at their word limited the next week. So that's three weeks past when he maybe could have, should have, would have been a hundred percent. Like, I don't think he's a hundred percent. I don't even know what a hundred percent is. I don't mm-hmm. know enough about, quad quad surgery cornerback uh change of direction all of that stuff that goes 31 years old like yeah so like this isn't acl tommy john whatever where you have kind of a defined expectation for recovery so no i it would not stun me if he's still limited because i'm not sure he's 100 percent. yep um i guess his third down role like who if you're a stefan gilmore in the panthers who who do you put him up against um, well, I mean, last week he had the pick against Pitts. Yeah, because I think he's their defensive coordinator talked today. Gilmore said he wanted to cover Pitts. Right. And I know Pitts is projected, has gotten really good, mm. has, is projected as sort of a generational, unique talent receiver, not not a tight end. He's not. No. He's a he's a weapon. Yeah. Um. So, like, I don't think it's crazy for him to want to cover him, especially in that role and all that. I mean... There's no one. My point is, there's no one guy on the Patriots for him to like take away, and no. it's almost like I don't think he he's the best matchup for Myers. Like I think Myers could 
you know, expose him a little bit. Like there's not really a, like, I don't see there's a guy that you point to and say Gilmore can take him out of the game. Um, I mean, John o. Smith, if you want to do the comp to Pitts, is probably the most similar. Sure, but like, do, do they really care about John o. Smith? He goes up for passes 12 times a game. <laughs> You've really been harping on that, huh? Because it's, it's, uh, it's alarming. It is what it is. Uh, yes. Yeah, I don't – from their perspective, I, I don't know. Because you don't – I don't know his health. Right. I, I, like, I mean, if you asked me who's the best Patriots receiver – it's Jacoby Myers. Yep. If you asked me who the most dangerous Patriots receiver is, I guess it's Kendrick Bourne, but it's supposed to be yeah. Nelson Aguilar. I was going to say it's supposed to be Nelson Aguilar, but. So, I mean, I think at his best, I would just leave him on one side of the field. That's what I was just going to say. They're probably better just having him play a side and take away that side. But if he's just coming in on third downs and that's, right. you can't really do that, that's not true yeah i i that's i i don't think he's gonna play that big a role in this game probably not unless i mean unless he gets a key turnover i mean that's the that's the wild card a key turnover could could change this game and he's certainly capable of that just a side note here i was really interested um to hear kind of how much teammates loved respected learned from mm-hmm. yesterday or a guy that doesn't talk yeah like is quiet we don't know it and, and offense and defense whether it was harry and myers talking about learning from him going against him you know miles bryant some of the other guys and some of them a lot of it was and even matthew slater i know told our station this earlier in the week just he the um the ultra competitor or learning how to practice or he you know took every rep and practice series the for a superstar player the sort of the i guess the tom brady approach in a way yes um or the Deion sanders approach it was a video of Deion going viral this week where he was saying the thing that separated him was he literally tried to prove he was great every practice rep didn't matter who he was you know practice squatter whatever he was trying to prove he was the best ever every rep and it sounds like Gilmore brought a similar style mentality to the practice field I mean we saw his competitive nature but they make it sound like it was always there non-stop didn't matter when how who um so I, I thought that was interesting but yeah I don't on a um 60 minute basis he might not be able to change the game but on a one play basis I think he could change the game and you know he's got a he's got while he's quiet he has the cornerback perform a diva thing to him. You know that there is nothing he would prefer. I mean, in his dream world, he probably picks one off at about the opposing 20 and runs in front of the Patriots bench down the sideline for a touchdown pick six. Yes. Like he has that performer in him that I'm sure he's dreaming of that. All right, let's, let's get into the game. Um, Woo! What, 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 what stands out to you about the matchup? Where is the game going to be decided? Um, well, the thing that stands out is the Panthers defense yes. and just everything that they've done. Now, I'm not going to pretend they've played freaking, you know, murderer's row of opposition. They haven't, but they're like the Bills are the best team defense, whatever in the NFL. Yep. And the Panthers are right behind them in a lot of categories. Um, as I did more research on them, learning about them defensively, their pass rush, um, Hassan Reddick, Brian Burns, like they get after the quarterback, they're going to put pressure on Mac. They're definitely, but they're good at all three levels. 
Yep. You know, Shaq Thompson, uh, the Jeremy Chin, the young safety mm-hmm. linebacker, tackle machine, box guy, whatever you want to call him. Like they, they're a good defensive unit. Never heard of their defensive coordinator before in my life. I mean, either until today. That's why I said their defensive coordinator said. Never. Uh, is it Snow or something? Yeah, it's, it's, a generic, it's a generic name. I want to say it's Jim Snow. Yep. I was Jim looking at him. Good, good old Jim Snow. Been around the league a long time. Never. I, 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 usually you see names on staffs and bouncing around. Like, I had never. That's why. I, I, Phil Snow. Sorry, not Jim. Oh, Sorry. Well, because because he was a college guy. He was he was on uh, rules Baylor staff. No, I know. But Joe Brady's a college guy like you. You even learn college coordinators these days because a lot of places they're making a million dollars and sure. you watch college ball and they're, you know, oh, his defense is this. I never seen Phil Snow before in my life. Looks like an old coot and whatever. He's doing a great job with his unit. They're good. Yep. Um, so that stands out that this is a challenge for Mac Jones and the Patriots and um like playmakers like they i know who their playmakers are yep do you know who the patriots playmakers are to respond that is a challenge here yeah Um, if you thought mac jones struggled last week against the chargers he's probably going to have the same issues again this week yeah there's certainly a possibility it's it's actually probably more likely yes the way this defense is playing over the early half of the season it's more likely that they're going to pressure him that you he's know, not going to be able to complete 70% of his passes. Like he's going to have his is- issues even on short passes. Uh, that's a side topic. And I'll give you a heads up. The column I'm writing for Friday on WEI.com. What do you got? Is uh, wondering when we start tearing down Mac Jones, because we, we build up quarterbacks just to tear them down. It's the yeah. way it worked. Drew Bledsoe, Patrick Mahomes is living that life now. It's, it's yeah. the reality of the position, except pretty much Tom Brady, who got built up to stay up because – I guess his ring. He, he never proved otherwise to get beat down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we seem like we're getting pretty close to like the the buildup can't go much higher for Mac Jones. I mean, the the Orlovsky. Oh, I've yeah. never seen a rookie quarterback make all know what to do and blah, like all these things. So I just wonder when does the tide turn on that? Like, does he make it through his rookie year? As just the next great thing, and everybody loves him in part because he's so much better than maybe the other guys. That's, then def- that's definitely part of it. And then we'll spend January through August building him up in year two. And what can Mac Jones do in his second mm-hmm. season? He was so- and is it that, that expectation? Cause at some point people, he's good. Yes. I don't think he's as good as the hype has gotten personally. No, I don't either. He's a, like, I don't, I'm not going to compare him to anybody. Cause I don't want to get into that the first year for a player, but he's, he's solid. He's a solid yeah. NFL quarterback. He's and, He's gonna. He's not gonna like be the difference maker in a lot of games, but he's not gonna be the sole reason you lose games. Right. Well, if he's not the difference maker in games, at some point the crowd will very much turn on him. You know, as an NFL quarterback, you got to win games. That's but am I wrong point. by saying that? I just want to make sure I'm right. No, no, no. I think you're 100 right. I, the I forgot who asked me the question, but it's a question that I still have. Can you win with Mac Jones? Yes. Can you win because of Mac Jones? No. I don't. Well, no, 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 no. That's not fair. That's not fair. I don't know. You can say no, even though you pick the Patriots every week, you homer, you can say no. I'm going to say, I don't know. I don't know yet whether you can win because of him. But at some point there's going to be, I mean, maybe he makes it as far as contracts, right? Because at some point you go from making this to, oh my God, you're making $25 million right. a year, 30. Now, now I expect you to carry me. Now I expect you to right. not, you know, 
dink now, and dunk I'm, your I'm way I'm paying down. you this money. You need to win games for us because we're, you're right. taking away from other positions on the roster. Yes. Correct. So, like, I find that interesting because, I like, some of the hype, like, the Patriots are now a no-questions playoff team to a lot yeah, of people. I, and... I mean, funny how things change in two freaking weeks. We were talking about Belichick potentially getting fired. One win. One win that was valuable. Because well, two, two wins. I mean, they blew out the Jets. Like, I don't give a rat's ass. That win? Yeah, but that was part of it. Before that, Mac Jones had beaten two rookie quarterbacks yep. who also happened to have rookie head coaches. Yep. Like, and he has the benefit of a veteran team and Bill Belichick. So he had accomplished nothing. Absolutely nothing. One win. And now it's funny, great- too. His worst, it was his worst game. Right. They didn't win because of him. Not at all. In spite of him, even he said it immediately after the game. Yeah, he was, I mean, he's down on himself every week, it seems, but he was, right. he was particularly down on himself this week. I believe he said, I didn't play well. Luckily, everyone around me did or something yeah. to that effect. Yeah. Uh, so I just, it's, it's reached a little, he doesn't stink like Chris Gasper and some of his haters believe. And he's not as good as some of the hype train is making him out to be right now. But I think that's what people are going to start to expect. He is better. I mean, you have the better quarterback in this game. Is that fair to say? No matter who plays for Carolina, yes, you have the better quarterback. I mean, P.J. Walker, is you like him. I mean, I didn't say I like him. I said I, I think the Panthers have a better chance with him at quarterback than Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold is what he is. He's been benched. He's been running. He's been – he's not their future. He's not their uh, no. quarterback. You, you trade it. You got to find another quarterback. I don't know if that's – They messed up there. Yeah. Um, but offensively – and, and they're obviously screwed by uh, Christian McCaffrey's injury. He's the centerpiece. Do they need plays this week? I don't. I don't either. I, I think that that was a big narrative yesterday, just because you, you had the headlines activated off IR. Like that does not mean he's going to play. They right. have 20, they have two, uh, Jared Stidham is not on the roster. He, he was an activate or sorry, PUP and IR different, whatever you can, you can be activated off those lists and not right. playing. Games. The, yeah. I, I, I don't expect him to play, but you're right. And even uh, who was it? Adrian Phillips, when he talked about McCaffrey, was like, that'd be a big change. It was almost like, we might be in trouble if that happens. Luckily, we're fine, because I don't think he's going to play, was the tone I took from it. Um, and they, they're they a weird team in that, well, they're not a weird team. They don't have a quarterback. So anytime you don't have a quarterback, you we've lived yeah. that life. Like, you're right. trying to figure things out. You know, the the way they're running the ball, they ran it, what was it, 40-something times, 47 times last week for 200 yards. Um, Hubbard is the lead guy, but averaging three he's just a fill-in guy yeah um Moore is a great receiver according to Bill Belichick yes um popular too my son asked for a Moore jersey for Christmas I was very surprised Uh, where where would one find one of those up here I think I'm gonna have to go online for that one order that from the uh, Panthers pro shop right um Robbie Anderson who you noted apparently the Patriots pursued a couple years ago The quote, yes, according to Robbie Anderson, but the the quotes says Robbie Anderson told reporters in Carolina that Bill told him that he was like tired of game planning against him. So I don't know whether that's true or not true. I did enjoy how people went back and looked at all the games and there was like one game where he did anything against the Patriots. Yeah, Um, he stunk. Yeah. And and he's not, he stinks this year. He's he's never beaten the Patriots too. He's 0-8 against them. And isn't he the guy that didn't know the Panther was a Panther? Like, I don't think he's the brightest bulb. But remember that video making the yeah. rounds was like, hey, how come there's a bear on the big screen? And the other guy was like, dude, it's a panther. We're the Panthers. <laughs> I think that might have been Robbie Anderson. Yeah, he's, um, yeah. I think he made it up. I think he flat out made it up. I kind of do, or like exaggerated, because 
looking back at the the offseason, that was before the 2020 season. The Patriots had no money to work with. Robbie right. Anderson got a two-year, 20-something million-dollar deal from the Panthers. The Patriots weren't coming close to that. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, the one fact, the like wild card would be, wait, what year was that? Going into 2020 when they had Demir Bird, they franchised Joe Tooney, and that took up all their caps. Okay, yeah, I, I mean, could it have been like a? I have no idea. I must like that was pretty. Joe Tooney franchise tagging, and they were going to build their entire offseason off Robbie Anderson, which would be a complete disaster. I think he made it up. Okay. Well, Very I mean, nice. players make shit. Excuse me. Yeah, stuff play, up. players do make stuff up. Yep. Like, remember when Corderell Patterson claimed that Bill told him he was going to use him the right way, not like all the other coordinators, and you know, blah blah blah. Made that up. I've been told he flat out admitted to just making that up. It didn't happen. Possible. So, um, yeah, it's. I don't know if I believe it. Anyway, they have a couple weapons. They're not that good offensively. Nope. So that's why. Especially without McCaffrey. Well, yeah, the game changer. Game changer. Well, you especially know. against the Patriots. Put that guy in space. Like, if, yeah. he, if he plays, he could have 100 yards receiving. You know what I was thinking back on was the um, Panthers, Patriots, Stefan Gilmore's one of his first games, fourth game, fifth. And it was a debacle. Remember when it looked like Gilmore was going to not fit? They were playing zone. Yep. Yep. He literally was running in the wrong direction when balls yep. were getting thrown over him. Yep. Um, and that was a game where they focused on McCaffrey. Their entire game plan was built around Christian McCaffrey. Carolina won I, that game. They've won two straight against the Patriots. Yes. And I believe the Patriots were like the game planning process. They like referred to him as the queen. Every time they said something, it was the queen. Got to get to the queen. Got to, you know, get to because that was like the centerpiece of their whole yep. offense. Um, but yeah, without him, they have no offense. And that's why. I think it's a challenge for the Patriots offense, but you don't go in thinking, in my opinion, you need to score 35. No, this is not a week where you get to 21. What they scored last week against Atlanta, 17, 13. I think if you get to 21, 21, maybe 24, I think you're feeling pretty good about yourself. I agree. You should be. And you look at the Patriots last couple of weeks, they've proven they can score 25 plus points. They've scored 25 more points, what, four straight weeks? We'll see if it continues. Which I do. Yes. I'm just going to keep saying Gunner's due until he gets a touchdown. Well, even Matthew Slater kind of talked about it today. Like, it does seem like the unit feels like they're close. Yeah. So, you see, do you think they need one of those game-changing plays to win this week? Nope. I don't either. Um, you know, Bill was all um, icky-balooky about how they control the ball. They have the most drives of – Ten-plus plays or something. Ten-plus like plays and their their average possess- time of possession, 35 – whatever. He was – I was looking on the chart, like the Patriots are in the next group of teams with a lot of long drives, whatever the chart was 10 plus plays. Like the Panthers were here and the Patriots were next. Is that considered a good thing for an offense? Yeah. I personally, you know, my favorite drive of the year was, was the uh, opening drive against the jets. What was that? Five plays. Right. Four four or five plays, 75 yards. Big fan of those. Wouldn't you rather have that than, than those 15 plays you grind out. It was like the uh, the training camp joint practice against the the Giants when Mac Jones was on the field for like fifteen minutes. Right, those aren't good drives. You know who agrees with us? Who? Bill Belichick. His whole defensive game plan is make them drive the length of the field, lots right. of plays. Sooner or later, they'll either have a penalty, a turnover, they'll screw up, they'll set right. themselves. Like Bill doesn't really respect those long drives. He wants you to go. And right. Now they they do have Robbie Anderson, who at any time can be a big play kind of guy, and DJ Moore, like. Yeah, and we should get into now. Yeah, 
J.C. Jack, we spent a lot of time talking about Stephon Gilmore. Well, the Patriots' new number one cornerback, J.C. Jackson, is ill this week, missed practice twice. Yep. Um, that's a problem. Uh, it's, it's a potential, problem. potential problem. Potential problem, yeah. As of Thursday, it is a problem. We'll see if it's still a problem as of Sunday. But if by chance, for some reason, he either can't practice or is – like, if he can't play, then you're looking at Jalen Mills and Juwan Williams as your top two quarterbacks, and I don't know how good you feel about that against any 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 NFL uh, wide receiver group. What do those people say? Not great, Bob. Not great. Yeah, yeah. you know, like uh, I do like Miles Bryant, though. Another aside, but he's not. He's he's more of a slot guy. Yeah, I don't actually know what he is. Safety, slot, corner, jack of all trades, master of none. Blah blah blah. Um, I do too. He he competes hard. He fights to the end. He reminds me of Malcolm Butler in that sense, where he's always kind of like making those late, like incompletion deflections. And maybe I'm making too much of this. Yesterday, when we he he spoke to the media, he did a press conference. A, I liked him. He, I, I, I haven't talked to him very often over the last. Why, two why, why would you? You don't have to be mean. He's an NFL player. That's why. <laughs> well, he's been on the practice squad for the last for most two years. You don't have to be mean and dismissive. Um, I'm just being honest. He he looked like he's bulked up some. He looked like he was like bigger and thicker through the shoulders. And was it? Um, I was thinking about that yesterday. Somebody complimented Miles Bryant, pointing him out for being like a, like a good weight room guy. His, uh, his, not surprised. His thighs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, thighs. Yeah. His um, he looks like a guy that, and he somebody said he's there early, and he said, you know, I'm in the weight room. I'm doing this. I'm trying to get better. Blah blah blah. Calves. Someone someone said he has the best calves in the team. I wouldn't be surprised. He looks like a guy that works hard in the weight room and has worked hard to ascend to whatever spot he's going to end up with on this team. Yeah. Not saying by the way, that he's the next Giardi was asking all the questions about Jonathan Jones and Malcolm Butler and these JC Jackson. I don't know if he's that, or if he's yeah. forever going to be a fifth or sixth defensive back that can help you in a few different ways. There's nothing wrong with that. He was undrafted guy carved out a nice career for himself. Yeah. If he wants to play special teams and be a sixth defensive back, Sure. Love it. If I can count on you. And when you come in, you don't look like a guy that shouldn't be playing. You look like a guy that can play a little bit. Um, he had that big hit last week. Uh, was that an Allen Keenan Allen? I yep. think he hit. Yep. Yep. Um, so I like, but I don't want, I mean, if they take the field, I don't care who the quarterback and who the receivers are. If they take the field with Jalen Mills, Joan Williams, Miles Bryant as like the core Sean Wade. I don't, I don't know anything about Sean Wade. You told me that. He's getting a lot of hype. Why? Because people think he's like, I don't know who is trying to, to spin this. It's like, he could be viewed as like the trade acquisition, a guy who has been on the field and he's back at practice this week. Like you could view him as the guy they added. I can go the other way. He is a trade acquisition. <laughs> it's not a positive that it took him till November to get on the field. Right. That's actually a negative. I traded for him in August. I gave him a fifth round pick. Yeah. Yeah. So Sometimes people annoy me the way they like to paint these narratives. But anyway, um, so we have a couple injuries that I think are huge. McCaffrey, I don't think there's a shot in hell he's playing, so I'm not. Okay. I don't really take that seriously. I'm not that far. It's unlikely he does. If, if he does, he does. And then J.C. Jackson, my guess is he will play. He's my, – my guess is – so we read these from afar that this happens every November. Guys get sick and then yeah. – in the old days, you're in the locker room, you see all the Pedialyte bottles start filling up the lockers and they're hydrating. And they've tended to, remember Marcus Cannon? They told him to go home because they didn't want it to spread. It's the flu, it's the this. They just right. flat out get rid of him. My guess is that's 
the case is with JC Jackson. Like he's sick. Maybe it's the flu, whatever. We're trying to keep him away from people, right. keep it from spreading. Yeah, people are more uh cause or pay more attention to illnesses in this day and age than maybe two or three years ago, where before it was like, ah, you can fight through it. But now it's like, well, you might spread it to the rest of your group, and it's that's not worth it. And I'm glad you stopped whatever word you were gonna say, because that guy was getting his text what's his name stanley huberman or whatever was ready to rip you for misusing some word or something glad you stopped there <laughs> although we appreciate him being a loyal listener yes we uh, we like to turn our loyal listeners into super fans for the station yes yes that is important we learned that in a uh, long meeting <laughs> yes okay um, so make a pick you, you said it was going to come to you oh. we kind of i don't know if you have any more aspects of the game you'd like I, I, to delve I, I, into we, we covered both sides of the ball pretty well turnover wise Patriots are better with the football um, penalties. Patriots are less penalized by them. Certainly the head coach, Matt rule was a little gushy this week. Little... Yeah, it was again today, like really got almost like the Sean McVay thing in the Super Bowl. Like kind of was like too fawning over bill. Yeah. And, and to the, and like team wise too, like that's what we want to be, or that's where we want to get. Yeah. Like, what does that mean? Cause if you mean, I was like, like, you want to win... be the Patriots or four and four, you're right there. Right. You, you are, you, you should know who you are, or I'm going to like, I'm assuming. Yeah, no, I'm a sore again. Twice. No crap. You'd like to win six Super Bowls and go to the Super Bowl nine times in a 20 year span. Like, so would everybody else. So I, yeah. So they have the coaching advantage. I think they're, uh, they have the quarterback advantage. They are a cleaner team. I feel like a more consistent team. I want to say Carolina is the most like home field advantage of the league. Nope. So I don't think that's going to play a role. Nope. Although they do have the best, um in-game audio celebration sound or whatever the the cat that goes oh yeah 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 the best in all of sports the best and i also like the rap on the field if they still have it with the like glowing cat eyes the panther eyes that's cool too but uh, unfortunately if you have pj walker as your uh Quarterback. quarterback all those cool things just go out the window oh yeah the thing they did that other thing they did yeah they're better off the field than on the field remember the the um AI Panther video with like that. Panther oh, thing. yes. Yep. That was cool too. Now, if only they were good at football. If only. Uh, I got the Patriots 24 17. <laughs> of course you do. Uh, I got the Patriots 28 13. I think they control this game. Um, yeah, my score, Panthers, my score might be a little tight. I don't think the Panthers are that good. And uh, especially like what you said, they're four and four, but they played nobody. You can kind of say the same thing about the Patriots, but. Like, what's the Panthers' best win of the year? Yeah, you're the Mr. Uh, Stack composing press release guy. Their best win was. So they week one. What the hell is this? Uh, they beat the Jets. Not impressive. Good job. Week two, they beat the uh, Saints 26 to 7, which I would say, though, division foe and Joe Brady, didn't he coach there? Yeah. So you know, internal knowledge, one of those types of things. And weren't the Saints, who'd the Saints beat week one? Weren't they coming off a big win? Packer? No. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Packers. They yes. killed the Packers in week yes. one. Yeah, so they are okay. let down. Yep. Uh, week three, woohoo! Patriots fans, you know this feeling. They beat the Texans. Good job. Uh, although they did so more decisively than oh. the Patriots did. A lot of teams have, if you haven't noticed. Ooh, I, they are the Patriots. Week four. One score loss to the Cowboys. We ah. gave it the old college try. Yeah. Um, week five, they lost to the Eagles. One score loss. Mm-hmm. Not a great, I mean. It's kind of like the Patriots lost to the Saints. Yeah. 
and then week nine, they lost one score to the Vikings. Yep. Then they, this is, um, this is the one that they, this is a tough one for them. They lost to the Giants 25 to three. Oof. And then they beat the, the division rival Falcons 1913. So they have no real good win. No, they do not have a win as good as the Patriots win in, in LA. They do not. And I would also say they have a worse loss than the Patriots. Eh, Miami is a bad loss, but that Giants, like they lost, they got spanked. But at least that was in New York. Patriots they weren't they, they weren't a fumble away from winning. Like, no. So they were like three Giants fumbles away from winning, maybe. So I, I would say that the Patriots on paper too are a better four and four team than the Panthers are. I would agree. And yeah. so like I, you said, home field advantage, not a big deal. Quarterback coaching is taking the Patriots 28-13. They control the game. They're better than the, the Panthers. And I think this is also a game too where if they lose. So what if you beat the Chargers? Like, who cares? Like, it almost like dimin- oh, yeah. diminishes that win. You know what I mean? Yes. And I will say, though, this um, – I don't know. What do you think of Nikhil Harry say, mentioning playoffs? I don't think that was a good idea. What do you think Bill Belichick thought of Nikhil Harry mentioning playoffs? Uh, Nikhil, we're in effing November, whatever. We're not thinking about the playoffs. We're thinking about the Panthers. <laughs> Haven't you listened to Damian Harris? It's one week at a time. It's one, and we got to go one Damian and zero. Oh was the rest of the team, right? Yeah. Um, I just thought that was interesting of them talk because they do need to keep the momentum, and that's what I think he meant to say. Like he just he's. I'm not. I'm not comparing the J.C. Jackson the media, but I don't think he was thinking what he was really saying. Like I know what he meant. Right. Like, it wasn't. Yeah. And I I do like him in a weird way. I, I don't think he's a bad guy. I don't either. He just is a bad first round pick receiver well, yeah and then also like the social media stuff i could do a little bit without but but i don't think he's doing it unintentionally listen, that's, that's the thing you're old i'm old it's a different world that's just the reality you need to accept that the social media stuff i'm trying to i struggle with sony michelle chase winovich Nikita but it was like the harry when they beat the the jets and he had like that late catch and posted like three pictures of that one catch on the instagram and why are you doing that? But at the same time, it's like the Patriots won. He wants to feel part of the win. Like he's doing that as a, as a positive thing. Not like, look at me. Right. And yeah. if you don't put it on the gram, it didn't happen. That's the way the world works these days. True. So stop being so old and white and whatever else is the reason why we don't see things the way others sometimes see them. All right. Um, we'll be back uh, with the instant reaction podcast, Sunday night, Monday morning. We'll, we'll figure it out. Sure. It'll be up there by monday morning at the latest yes and we have a new request we would like for our fans and and loyal listeners to download the odyssey app a-u-d-a-c-y app in your itunes whatever however you get app store whatever um and get our podcast through there it's a organizational request and we try to follow orders or people die so uh if you could do us a favor and, and download the odyssey app it also is it's a very good app, actually. No, it is. So listen to our station. It's very good. It's very easy. You can rewind it. Yes. I, in the old days, I used to have to lie when I told people to, like, get the app. It's great. Oh, it does this. No, it sucked. It absolutely blew like you wouldn't believe. This app is easy, crisp, clear. Like, once you're kind of like, um, once it knows you're a WEEI, it, like, it just opens and plays. It's like instant. It's great. So, Get yourself the Odyssey app to listen to the great shows during the day and our wonderful podcast that you love so much. All right. Uh, have a good rest of the week, and we'll talk to you this weekend, presumably after Patriots win. Peace out. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.